following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. It's a Moneyline Monday presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app on the huge show across Michigan. And download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE to get in on all of the action, including Michigan and TCU out in Arizona. What about Georgia and Ohio State? Pistons, Wings, and those red hot Lions. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up to get the hookup. It is a Moneyline Monday, presented by DraftKings on the Michigan Sports Network. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. You ready? Now, let's go to the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Studio with the huge one, Bill What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Moneyline Monday. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. Inside this hour, Lomas Brown for the Lions Radio Network. He was in Jersey yesterday. The Lions 2017 comeback win over the Jets are 7-7 seven and seven after a 1-6 and six start. They get Carolina on Christmas Eve. The game will be on Saturday this weekend. If they win that and Seattle loses at Kansas City on Saturday and the Washington Commanders lose at the Niners, the Lions then control their own destiny for the playoffs after a one and six start. It's a phenomenal story. We'll talk to Lomas Brown. Uh, Landry Burdine. I will check in with us. Color commentator for TCU. Michigan TCU a week from Saturday. Wolverines are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We'll talk to Landry, get his thoughts on the matchup with Michigan. So here's what's happening. Michigan beats TCU. They beat Georgia. They win the national championship on January 9th in L.A. And the Lions win the Super Bowl. That would be a fun start to 2023, wouldn't it? Lions win the Super Bowl. Now, some of you will say, Huge, you're crazy. Merrill Hodge, former NFL running back with the Steelers Bears, NFL breakdown insider. He's our guy on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, NFL Power Hour, each and every week on the Huge Show. Last Friday, before the win over the Jets, said, I wouldn't be surprised if it's the Eagles and the Lions in the NFC Championship game. So, the Lions in a one-game playoff with the Eagles to go to the Super Bowl. And then the Lions beat Josh Allen and the Bills out in the desert. Oh, my Lord. That was Merrill Hodge. He watches film. 
He was the one guy anywhere in Michigan or America when the Lions were one and six said, don't count them out. That the film told him and showed him a different story. Mm. So we'll talk Lions with Lomas Brown coming up. Also, our Bud Light, huge question of the day. Good and bad for the Lions win over the Jets. Ferris State football, nothing bad about what happened Saturday in McKinney, Texas. As they garnered their second straight D2 national championship in football. Stellar performance uh, by the defense and the offense and the dogs. Back-to-back titles, and they have enough coming back to try and get a three-peat done. The road to the national championship is paved when Grand Valley and Ferris meet in the playoffs. That winner probably will win the national championship. They're that strong. And just a crazy weekend in the NFL. The Matt Patricia special. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, could I get a Matt Patricia special? That means it's a tie game. Time is out. We're running around, and our running back's going to lateral back to the receiver, and he's going to throw it 30 yards back to the quarterback, who's then going to throw all the way to the end zone with an end zone full of Raiders. Oh, wait a minute. It was intercepted. Touchdown game over. Man, Patricia, when you when you watched him running the offense, my first thought was Bill Belichick has developed vision and hearing problems. I swear to God, I thought Belichick had a he had a cane and a dog to let Matt Patricia be your offensive coordinator. Or maybe when Matt starts talking to you and his beard starts flapping around in the wind, it blinds you and you can't see anything. He's like, Matt, what are we doing? Oh, I'm going to get Stevenson to pitch it back to Myers. And Myers going to throw it back 30 yards. Oh, wait a minute. It's picked up by Chandler Jones. We just lost. How'd that play go wrong, Bill? I don't know. He goes, I can't see your beards in my eyes. <laughs> Lomas Brown from the Lions Radio Network is standing by. How you doing, Lomas? I'm good, man. You, hey, you're in real form today, huh? Oh, God. I'll tell you what. This weekend was the NFL. And it began with Indy up 33-zip at half, and they lose to the Vikings 39-36. You look at the Raiders play. You look at the Lions, what they needed to do and how crazy – that fourth quarter was. We'll get to that in a moment. And Jacksonville beating the Cowboys on a pick six. And, oh, my Lord, just all the games are so close. I've never seen a weekend like that in the regular season in the NFL. Yeah, it was a great weekend. Like you said, three games. I think people came back from 17 down. And just so many, you know, it's that time of the year, though, huge. I mean, it's playoffs lives on the line on the line and you know it's that time of the year where the weather's cold and you're running the ball you want to get physical with guys out there guys are beat up it's the the tail end of the season you know so it's a lot a lot that's going on at this time in the NFL right now and let's focus on where you were yesterday uh, you know, halftime, it's 10-10. Uh, Zach Wilson, uh, there was a concern, you know, with the 185 yards passing. I'm like, what are they doing? I didn't like the way the secondary was playing. 
second half, I'm like, okay, maybe they're going to limp in, you know, take a 13-10 win and just get out of here. That's all they needed to do. Uh, then going for a long field goal kind of had a Minnesota vibe to it. They miss it, and I had this gut feeling Jets are going to score. They do. Uh, they go up 17-13. I'm like, uh-oh, with that defense, the crowd's in it. They're in trouble. And then on fourth and inches, uh, one of the great calls in Lions regular season history, it really was, and the play to Brock Wright, I don't know if he was the initial uh, read, but the one thing he showed me, and I haven't seen that from a Lions tight end, I don't know if ever, the Jets he turned on to get to the end zone and the moves. Hey, you know what? It it was awesome, Hughes. Uh, ben Johnson, I'm telling you, just the creative designs that he comes up with the plays, the creative formations where he put guys. Think about Sue, Pine Sue being split all the way out wide. They did that one game. He was in the bunch position. It's just so much creativity that Ben Johnson brings to that offense. And now you go one, it's a testimony to Brad Holmes bringing in the necessary talent to plug in for Ben Johnson is used. You should go two. It's just these guys have developed throughout the season. You just seen them get better and better and better each week. And the third thing, and to me, the most exciting thing is this is such a young team, man. We got so many first, second year guys, third year guys that are getting so much valuable playing experience right now. All that's going to do is help them throughout their career, but also help this organization get to where they want to. So, I mean, it's it's exciting right now when you see everything that's going on around this team and you just see this team just peaking at the right time right now. Yeah, peaking at the right time, winning games like uh, in Chicago at the Jets yesterday where he didn't play well, you could say, for three quarters or good enough to hang around and found a way uh, to win. I do have some reservations about the injuries um, mounting up when it comes to the secondary and just the fact that uh, it was outdoors. They're a different team. They do play you know, half their games uh, inside a dome. You know, Goff didn't have the arm strength, but with the wind swirling and everything and the cold weather, I don't think you're going to get the tight, deep throws that you would get uh, inside Ford Field. So as they sit there at 7-7, seven and seven, Lomas, uh, what what do you really like about this team right now, and what still concerns you with three regular season games remaining? So what I really, really like is that huge. We got a great offensive line, and that offensive line, it can travel. It, it, it can travel in good weather, bad weather, indoors and outdoors. If you got a dominant offensive line like we have, think about the, the game-winning pass to Brock Wright. Like you said, Jarrett started off looking to the right. He had to wait for Brock to work his way all the way back over to the left. If you don't have a good offensive line that's giving you that time and that protection, he's not going to find that tight end coming back, and that play doesn't happen. 
And that's one thing that Jared has been afforded of most of the season. I mean, he hadn't had pressure on them. You know, they've done a great job of blocking for him. And the other thing is that uh, for us on the, with the offensive line, you could take your running game with you. And, you know, we just need to continue to help. Like you said, those guys get healthy in the backfield. But, man, with DeAndre, Jamal, you know, and Justin Jackson back there behind that offensive line, you can really do some damage on the ground to the team, to other teams. Now, I'm with you. The injuries in our secondary, that's starting to concern me too because, again, we got a lot of young guys back there. It's a lot of communication that goes on in the secondary. And, man, this this league seems to be receiver dominant. I mean, it seems like every week, you know, whoever you play, they got a great receiver over there. So, again, secondary is going to be important um, for us the rest of this year and staying healthy, has to be one of the things that we have to do. His name is Lomas Brown. He's part of Lions Radio Network, former Lions offensive lineman, joining us on the Meyer guest line here in the huge show across Michigan. It's pretty simple. I, I believe if they win their last three, they're going to be a playoff team, especially with the road left for Seattle, including at Kansas City on Saturday and Washington at San Francisco on Saturday. One and six start. Uh, is it the line uh, from one and six to where they are now at seven and seven? What would you say is the 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 the, the most important difference in this team? Wow, from where they are now, the biggest thing. I, you know what I'm gonna say? Huge, and I'm telling you, I'm gonna give him his credit. It, to me, it's Jared Goff. You know, and, and no, no, I take that back. I'm sorry. I meant to say Dan Campbell. And the reason why I read something today, and I knew it for myself, but when I read it today, that what one, one, one of the players said in the locker room, it just reconfirmed things to me, which is Dan has been the same way at one and six that he is at seven and seven. You know, he's just been a steadying force. He's been singing this, you know, uh, selling these guys the same message over and over again, and it's been a steady message. And I tell you, anytime you got a leader on your team, it doesn't necessarily have to be a player, but anytime you have a leader, someone that leads guys, you want to make sure that that leader is even killed. That leader, that the message that you receive from him, you know that the message is consistent. And that's what Dan's been all year long, even when they was going through that rough patch. Of losing all those games, he's with it with all every press conference. He would say, "We got to get back to work. We're going to go back to doing what we have to do. This is a good team that we're going to turn this thing around." And 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 like I say, when you have a leader like that and you believe in him, it's a lot of things can can get done. And I think those guys are a testimony to it so far. Well, was Brown checking in on the Meyer guest line here on the Huge Show? Across uh, Michigan, man, could you imagine if they went out and they're nine and one to close out the regular season? Wow! Wow! Man. Wow! I know. Hey, but I tell you what, the expectation is going to be high for next year. 
I mean, you know what I'm saying? Then we'll see. We'll see if those guys – I know we're talking way ahead and I'm crazy for talking about that. But, again, that's good. It's good to have expectations, high expectations put on you. You know, and it's good to have goals to reach. So, yeah, man, it would be great huge for them to run this season out, possibly get themselves in the playoffs. But even if they didn't get in there, if they could just run this season out, it would just be so positive – leading into the offseason and leading into next year. Yeah, you know, no matter what happens the rest of the way, uh, what they've done, and yeah, there'll be some disappointment if they don't make the playoffs, but the youth on this team and the foundation for the future, and I know you were there back in the day with Barry Lomas, but I don't know on both sides of the ball the athletic depth that this team has right now with a veteran quarterback with golf, who I think they will resign you know, three to five years, something like that, give them the market value, uh, that they have a foundation like this. I, I don't know if I've ever seen it that deep across the board. Yeah, I mean, the, to be honest with you, I'm going to just say this. I, I think they're in a better position uh, than us because they're doing it with such so much youth. If you think about it, in the 91 season, um, we were veteran-led in 95, we were veteran-led. 95, we won seven games in a row to get into the playoffs. 91, we came one game away from the Super Bowl. But we were a veteran-led team. You're looking at a young bunch of guys with a second-year coach that's going out there and getting it done. And that's that's what's impressing me uh, more than anything else. I think we match up with them. In, uh, at certain positions. I definitely know we got an advantage in certain positions. I think they have a better offensive line than we had. Um, you know, I definitely think, you know, running back-wise, we won't even have to get into that discussion. I do think our wide receiving group was a better group. They're young, and they're going to be good. But, man, you're talking about Herman, Brett Perriman, and Johnny Morton. You know, I think we were better at that position. So, it, but, but again, the most impressive thing to me is that this is a young team doing what they're doing, making the strides they're making when we were a veteran-led team that was doing that. Hey Amen. Lomas Brown, part of the Lions Radio Network with Dan Miller and T.J. Lang. They'll be in Charlotte, North Carolina on Christmas Eve. Lions looking to go to 8-7. and 8-7 and seven with a win, and you'll be scoreboard watching with the Seahawks at Kansas City and the Washington Commanders at San Francisco Lomas. Uh, enjoy Christmas. Well, actually, Christmas Eve, you'll be with the team. And well, you still can enjoy Christmas on Sunday. That's cool. Okay? <laughs> I sure will, my good man. You have a great holiday. Yeah, back at you, man. Lomas Brown, good man. Checking in on the Meyer guest sign. And speaking of Christmas, everything you need for the Christmas meal, uh, for the Christmas tree underneath it, for the stockings available Inside your local Meyer. On the way, Landry Burdine. He's the color commentator on the TCU Football Network. We'll talk about Michigan and TCU a week from Saturday out in the desert. Bud Light, huge question of the day. Good and bad from the Lions win over the Jets. Ferris State's win over Colorado Mines to capture their second straight D2 National Championship in football. And also good and bad from a crazy weekend in the NFL and Messi in Argentina and a classic knocking off France penalty kicks. Messi, amazing, phenomenal. And I, 
wasn't able to watch the game live. Had to watch it on DVR last night uh, when I got home because we were flying back from the D2 National Championship game with the trophy and Tony and Nice and the Bulldogs from Dallas. Trust me, it was four days. Maybe you hear it a little bit in my voice. I'm not sure, but it was as good of a time as I've ever had with a group of people. I knew a few going in, but just amazing. Amazing grit, kindness, and good people connected uh, to Ferris. I do have a message from my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Now new customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code HUGE when they sign up can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. So just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now to get in on the Holiday Hoops action. Sign up with code HUGE, then place that $5 pregame Moneyline bet on any NBA team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE after signing up. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus issued as free bets. Eligibility and terms at DraftKings.com slash basketball terms. We'll talk about Michigan and TCU. Andy Burdine from the TCU Radio Network. He'll join us next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. It's time to go in the huddle. One, two, three, top right! DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the National Football League. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and be sure to use the promo code HUGE for a special offer when you sign up. That's code HUGE, H-U-G-E, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. The Detroit Lions improved to 7-7 yesterday with a massive road win against the New York Jets in the Meadowlands 20-17. It was a complete team victory with eight different players making receptions, none bigger than on a fourth and inches call for the game-winning touchdown with Jared Goff hit Brock Wright on a 51-yard catch and run his only catch of the day. Goff finished 23 of 38 for 252. And that lone score as the offense struggled throughout most of the day. After turning the ball over on downs on their opening drive, all the way down to the Jets' one-yard line, Khalif Raymond returned the ensuing punt for the opening touchdown of the game. The Jets had a chance at the end of the 58-yard field goal attempt, but it was wide left. How many times have Lions fans seen that very kick go through the uprights to break their hearts? Finally, someone missed a kick against Detroit. And it's not the same old, same old anymore. It's a brand new Lions. Have you been to a Grand Rapids Gold basketball game yet inside Van Andel Arena? They're the Denver Nuggets G League team, and they feature talent from Kentucky, Baylor, Stanford, Duke, and more. Get your tickets now at Ticketmaster.com or the Van Andel Arena box office. And don't forget their home game specials. Tuesdays, two-for-one tickets. Thursdays, $2 beers and $2 dogs. And the Sunday Family 4-Pack. Get four tickets and a $20 concession voucher for only 50 bucks. Get your Grand Rapids Gold tickets now. We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nicolope Ultra Organic Seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Nicolope Ultra Organic. 
organic seltzer made with coconut water and real fruit juice for superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer, IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. The 57th Annual GLI is back in tournament form and ready to rock an Andal Arena in Grand Rapids. Featuring the Michigan State Spartans. Goal for Michigan State. The Ferris State Bulldogs. The Bulldogs bumps at the number two ranked team. Western Michigan Broncos. Michigan Tech Huskies. The Huskies are going crazy. The Great Lakes Invitational at Andal Arena in Grand Rapids, December 27th and 28th. College hockey at its best. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. 19 stations strong for the one close to you. Just go to thehugeshow.net. Also, all of our interviews, hours, podcasts, full shows are free. And we're everywhere. Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Podbean, and more. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Week from Saturday, we have Michigan and TCU hooking up in the desert. College football playoff semifinal. Landry Burdine is on the TCU football radio network. He's standing by and joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Welcome in, my friend. Bill, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. I understand you were in North Texas not too long ago. Yeah, I was just down there uh, last Wednesday through Saturday in McKinney. Stayed in Allen, uh, Ferris State University, uh, the Bulldogs won their second straight D2 National Championship at that really nice high school field that seats 25,000 people. <laughs> that's one of the smaller ones down here. That's right. I'm glad you got to do that, man. That's, uh, I'm glad that D2 deal is a neat deal. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it was really well done. I, I've been to a lot of like Final Fours and college football playoffs, Super Bowls. The, the four days they did down there, they do it right. Uh, the people of McKinney, the NCAA, the – participating schools it was really a strong event and i had a chance to talk to some of the mckinney high school football players and just about the plethora of talent and you see it probably on that tcu roster i would assume most of that tcu roster texas kids right oh yeah yeah in fact uh, you know the motto around campus is they, they you know their dfw's team right they, i mean you can put a fence around dfw and you know the metroplex area and recruit from there and you know, pretty well compete for a national championship every year. There's, there's a ton of talent, as you know, and uh, it's one of the one of the better spots for high school football talent in the country. Uh, what's different about this team? The ability to get to the Final Four, to be two wins away from being national uh, champions. Uh, what have you liked about this season uh, as to how they got to this point and also what concerns you going into this Michigan game? Yeah, it's you know it's interesting. I was a part of a coaching change at TCU when I was playing there, uh, you know, in the late '90s uh, when Gary Patterson and Dennis Franchoni came in. I was there, and uh, so I got to see the impact of a coaching change and how quickly, even with with you know essentially the same roster, uh, a different staff and a different approach could uh, make some significant changes and 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 the benefits of those. And so you know, sometimes change with these college age kids is is all that it takes 
Uh, and, you know, Sonny Dykes brought in a staff that's got a very calm approach, uh, very businesslike. Uh, it's a little bit different than, you know, it was when, when Patterson was here. Not that either one's right or wrong, right? I mean, Patterson obviously had his successes as well. Uh, but, you know, he just brought in a completely different approach. And then they did a really good job of mining the transfer portal for some specific needs that they had. Uh, those guys all panned out to a man, which is rare. And, you know, so there was some luck involved there as well. And, and they stayed healthy. And so that that's what I liked about this team was really that uh, they liked playing football together. Uh, you could tell they loved being in practice. And that's rare. You know, that doesn't always happen. I think that that's really the basis for, for a good football team. Um, you know, what has me worried, I guess, the time off. Uh, you know, I think it's it's good in some ways. You know, I, I think this is a team that, that had a bye week the second week of September, and they played every week since. Uh, so from that standpoint, it's good to get some rest. But, you know, the flip side of that is they were playing some really good football. And, you know, sometimes you can see teams laying egg after after laying out for a while. So that's the, that's the thing that keeps me up at night. Yeah, it's kind of like last year when I looked at Michigan, and they were on that roll after beating Ohio State, hammering Iowa. Then you take that nearly month break, and they looked really flat. And granted, Georgia was loaded. They wouldn't have beat Georgia, but they just didn't look game ready. They, they yeah. had to start that game against Georgia, and then they're down big, and then you're chasing points against against one of the best one year college defensive units I've ever seen. And yeah, the break, and I know they do it to give the guys rest, and they want to build up hype for the games, and you got travel involved. So it is what it is, but. From an X's and O's standpoint, with what you've seen so far uh, on the TCU side, knowing what Michigan has, uh, what do you think this matchup will be like? You know, I think uh, the, uh, Michigan's obviously going to try to run the ball. I've I, I just started kind of getting into some film of them over the last couple of days, um, and, and they're going to try to impose their will on people. Uh, you know, I, I think TCU has a propensity for the big play, and that's something that you know, Michigan's been pretty good at keeping to somewhat of a minimum. Now, you know, they have not seen the depth of skill players that TCU is going to bring into this game. Um, and so that's going to be kind of an interesting matchup there is how well uh, does Michigan handle that? And, um, you know, so that's going to be an interesting matchup for me. But, you know, that this uh, Michigan offensive line against the TCU front seven uh, is a fascinating matchup to watch. Uh, TCU's got really good linebackers. Uh, their safeties are really good, but, you know, Michigan is, you know, if not the best, one of the best, uh, at running the football and, and, and they don't apologize for it. And, you know, they're not real tricky about it either. They're coming right at you. So, uh, that's going to be interesting. Uh, yeah, I really don't know which way I'm leaning on, on who's got the advantage in this game. I, I think it's going to be a much better matchup than, you know, maybe some people in Michigan think. <laughs> and, and I get that, you know, they're not familiar with the frogs, but, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a heck of a matchup. He's a heck of an announcer, Landry Burdine. Every kid had to be named Landry back during the Tom Landry era with the Cowboys. That was a Texas law. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, man. You know, my dad denied it. Uh, and oh, I, I lived down in Austin. I lived down in Austin and did my show back in the late 90s. And I'm like, I've met more, more kids named Landry. Like, um, And then I said it had to be the Tom Landry connection with the Cowboys. Oh, I don't think there's any doubt. You know, my, like I said, my dad denies it. He said they were going to name me Luke, but Star Wars had just come out, and that wouldn't have been cool. But, yeah, you look up and he's the <laughs> ticket holder the day they got here in, in the early 70s. And so, yeah, I think that probably had something to do with it. Where would you play your high school ball at, Landry? 
Uh, I played in Arlington uh, for the legendary Eddie Peach at a, a school called Arlington Lamar. Um, it was one of the better programs in the state at the time. And um, and so, you know, I, I made the, the trek about 30 minutes west of Fort Worth to play TCU and uh, just kind of hung around ever since, man. It's a great spot if you like football. It sure is, man. When I was talking to the, a sophomore at McKinney uh, for like the first half or so when I was standing up on the plaza and just kind of, uh, park myself watching that D2 National Championship game last Saturday with Ferris, Colorado Mines. This kid's a sophomore. He got to play because a stud safety got hurt. And then he's talking about seeing 20 D1 coaches at playoff practices and all this stuff and spring ball yeah. and uh, max out workouts. And, you know, I'm, we're standing inside the stadium. They share with two other McKinney schools. And I'm, I'm, and I go, do they fill it up? Because, yeah, most of the time it's filled up, you know, it's, you know, especially playoffs. And I'm, Thinking twenty five thousand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. No, they do, and you know they just had the uh, the state playoffs, uh, and our town won uh, the five A division one state championship. And at that game, which is one of the, it's not the the biggest, it's the next level. Uh, there were forty thousand at that game. Mm. Uh, you know, one high school game, and then the big, you know, the six A division one and division two games routinely have sixty to seventy thousand. So it's it's that was amazing, thing, man. It's yeah, it's it's a it's a lot of fun. High school football around here is, you know, you hear it a lot and you see it in the movies and everything else. But it's definitely uh, its own religion for sure. Friday Night Lights is real. It's a documentary. Okay, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton really coached down in Odessa in Midland. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah I, you know, I, when I was in school, I actually got to play out in Midland. If we played Odessa Permian, we played Midland Lee. And, there you go. Uh, there, there was a lot of accuracy to a lot of things. You know, obviously the stuff that was that was blown out of proportion is pretty easy to pick out. But the, the passion and and the traditions and, and you know, the the stress of playing out there was 100% real. Well, I, I agree with of, that. A lot I, of fun. I, the drinking on the field, like after the game, no, and when yeah, they show no, up, no. I'm like, come on. And then the, before you know it, it's a, a borderline orgy out in the field. I'm like, come yeah. on. <laughs> Yeah, that one. You got to get further out in the boondock. Let me play the let me play the janitor. Walk out there, go, hey, get home now. Yeah. <laughs> let me be the yeah. old guy, the old guy janitor. Uh, Landry Burdon, you'll hear him on the TCU Radio Network week from Saturday, a little after four p.m. Michigan time. The Wolverines and TCU. That will be a good game. It's great. Uh, Final Four with Ohio State, Georgia uh, as a late game. Uh, thank you so much, Landry. My best to you and your family during the holidays, and enjoy that TCU-Michigan matchup. Bill, thanks, man. Have me on any time. I enjoyed it. All right, Landry Burdine. That doesn't sound like a Texas kid. What you do? I'm Landry Burdine, former high school quarterback. What do you do? I play for Arlington Lamar. I'm, in. I'm Landry Burdine. I was named after Tom Landry, man. I'm like Roger Stolback. Touchdown, man. Touchdown right there. Blue five. Blue five. Omaha. Oh, I'm not going to Omaha. Midland, Odessa, Permian. Hut, hut. Uh, four days with the Ferris State alums, families, football team. It was awesome, but how can I sleep nine hours and still feel like this? That's nine hours last night. We do have one final segment straight ahead. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
Football fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Just place a single first touchdown score or prop bet on any Monday or Thursday pro football game. If your bet loses, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. This offer is available all season long. Wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM. Just log on to your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. Then wager on any player to score the first touchdown in any Monday or Thursday pro football game. And if your bet misses, you'll still get up to $25 back in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager Michigan only. This is a new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Michael Herity, TroyLions.com, senior columnist insider. He is standing by on the Meyer guest line. And what a crazy weekend in the National Football League. Some strange stuff that really were. Some strange calls by the officials, some strange plays by the players, and some great plays by the players, too. None, none more than uh, Brock, Brock White, White of the Detroit Lions, 51-yard catch and run for the winning touchdown. How about that? Fourth and inches. I'm listening to Dan Miller, Lomas, and TJ Lang on the Lions Radio Network, Michael. And I'm thinking, oh my God, Jets defense is pretty good against the run. They're going to get stuffed. You know, I'm just, I got my Lions lifelong negativity going through my head. And you hear Dan kind of surprised by the play action. And then he says, passing the flat to right. And the one thing that impressed me when I saw the highlight after the game. Uh, the speed of right. That, that might be as fast as I've ever seen a Lions tight end move. Well, that and then it didn't exactly catch up to him or get in front of him, but the guy, the teammates racing down the field to block for him, you know, like Josh uh, Reynolds and a couple of other guys. I mean, you know, he had you know 10 yards on him. They weren't going to catch him, but they tried. Just goes to show you the intensity of this team 
and the willingness to do things because it, it, that was a heck of a play, heck of an effort, and a great, and I mean great call by offensive coordinator Ben Johnson. Yeah, fantastic. Just, uh, you know, just back to back weeks, he had the Panay Sewell call to put away yep. the Vikings, and he had this call, and I mean, the Lions just. They're sitting there now, seven and seven, and the stars aligning with Seattle losing to San Francisco. Washington was a team you wanted to lose last night. They go to San Francisco. Seattle goes to Kansas City. Lions are playing Carolina. I thought Carolina was out of the NFC South race after losing to the Steelers, but believe it or not, with the Buccaneers blowing that lead against the Bengals, they're still uh, they're still in the NFC South hunt. That's crazy. Yeah, it really is. I mean, if I had to pick a team in there, and I don't, but if I had to pick one, I I, I just cannot imagine. You know, well, you know, I'm not even going to think about it. What the heck? You see teams. You know, I can't imagine uh, Tom Brady not making the playoffs when something like six and eleven is going to win it, or seven and ten, or whatever. I just I cannot imagine him being that that that, that bad of a year. No, hey, there's. I really do. I think a lot of people are like, well, his skills have diminished the three straight turnovers against Burrow and the Bengals. I, I think the divorce has taken its toll. You have kids, and I, I get people still got to do a job, but uh, we'll see how that plays out. And you get the Panthers-Lions. What's your early vibe in that matchup on Christmas Eve? Well, you know, the Panthers are, you know, they've had some defensive issues. I was just listening to Steve Wilkes' uh, interview today on online, and now they're making some defensive, some changes, and they're also going to put his team in pads and practice this week. And I don't know how many days they're allowed to put in. I don't know how that's a, it's one day or two days, or it's the full week. Yeah, but they're taking this seriously. Look, they've got a, a sniff, you know, playoff possibilities. I don't think they're the favorite, and I don't think they're good enough really to get in and do anything. But, but I really thought, you know, huge going into the last four or five games of the season. I thought that that Carolina might be as might be as tough as anybody outside of maybe Green Bay uh, for the Lions to beat, partly because it's on the road. But they just had they played so poorly at times that that, that I I don't think that was a, a fair evaluation on my part. I think this is a game the Lions should win. They're three point favorites. And I think they will win. Yeah, and then uh, Bears at home uh, to wrap up uh, the home part of the schedule, and then at Green Bay and. If you get help by the Chiefs and by the Niners this weekend, two of the best teams right now in the way they're playing, uh, Lions could be a playoff team by the time everybody goes to bed on Christmas Eve, could at least be in control of a playoff spot uh, with a win and a loss by the Commanders and the Seahawks. That that is uh, where they were at 1-6 and and where they are now. I've never seen anything like this with the Lions. I haven't. Well, I, you know, we'll go back into like the 1990s and so on, where they, you know, all three teams from the old NFC Central won the, got the three wild card spots. So I've seen things like this happen before, but they're they're few and far between, and they're hard to recreate. So I'm not going to worry myself, you know, figuring out all the permutations and possibilities, and you know, who's a lock and who isn't. Because look, look, pro football, the, the margin. From being the best team in the league to being in the like in the bottom ten is so thin, so narrow. It's really hard to, you know, hard to make any firm evaluations. It really is. I know you're a busy man. Uh, big day at Allen Park. Lions coming off that yep. win over the Jets. Mike, thanks for your time. We'll talk soon. All right, huge. Thanks for having me. Always good being on. 
We are back for our final segment on this Monday broadcast. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. When I returned from the Ferris trip yesterday, I was grabbing a bite to eat. uh, And I'm sitting there. And all of a sudden, uh, Julie Horlings, I see her and her daughters. And she stops me and I say, hey, how's Joe doing? And Joe was fighting cancer the last couple years, and she told me he had passed away uh, earlier in the week. Now, I I knew Joe in passing through John Mohawk, a huge Michigan fan, and he throws some of the best Michigan watch parties at his home on the east side of Grand Rapids, and I met Joe, who had gone to Hope uh, to play football out of Grand Rapids Forest Hills Northern and Ended up graduating from Michigan, so a huge uh, Maize and Blue fan. So I'd meet Joe and his family and uh, his wife and daughters at those watch parties at the Mohawks. And then Joe just went through a very courageous fight uh, to try and beat cancer. And he lost it last week. So uh, on the show, uh, to those that knew Joe Horlings, to his family, to his wife, to his children, uh, to the Mohawks and everybody. Just want to send some love. Things like this, especially during the holidays, truly put life in perspective. They do. And he was a good man. I know that phrase is always used when people pass away, but he was. He also had known uh, Mark and Cindy Rasmussen, and he was there when Molly Rasmussen drowned a few years ago, so our paths uh, crossed through the Rasmussens. I just really enjoy good people that I will cross paths with in my life. And Joe Horlings uh, was one of them. And I know uh, heavy hearts uh, all across Grand Rapids uh, for the Horlings family and all those that knew him. Big. Bad. Huge.